Hello, this is your life-changing podcast, Knowings, Spiritual and All Things Human. Renowned spiritual leader, visionary, author, and advocate for humanity, Mahatma Chris Griscom, answers crucial questions from around the world with her vast illuminated cosmic wisdom. Gentle and often humorous in her knowings, she includes her famed Exercises in Consciousness that help to bring the listener into a state of expanded conscious self-awareness, global focus, and participation. With each segment in the series, Chris answers three diverse questions to discover deeper aspects of who you are and how to find meaning and purpose in your individual and global realities. This is for you. Chris Griscom is the world's foremost expert on reincarnation. Her intensives of the Light Institute with themes of all things human are for people around the globe with the purpose of changing lives and helping the planet. Chris Griscom brings the gift of higher consciousness, accelerating the evolution of humanity and the world. Thank you for joining us for this part of our meditation. We can do so much simply by utilizing our consciousness and envisioning, balancing, healing, happiness, a healthy world with healthy people. We do have a second part of our meditation. It's called Knowings. And each week from around the world, people send questions in that they would like for us to touch upon in order to illuminate them and also to uplift us, all of us who are participating. And so Allison will tell us the questions that have come for this week. Allison? The first question is from Cape Town, South Africa. I have a question for Chris Griscom. Will you please tell me how to maintain the purity of my connection to God when I am in the interference of public places? Mm. You know, you might feel that you're disconnected from your divine source, but it never really happens. It's just that our attention is drawn into the world around us. What are people saying? What are people doing? And it feels like that imbalances us. So the best way to do that is to feel yourself holding that divine love, that holding that higher consciousness, that, that energy that looks upon each other being and all their beings uh, and looking for their beauty and looking for their higher selves. And so... When you send light, just as we were doing a few minutes ago, when you're in the public, imagine that you're asking all the world around you what frequency of light they need from you to be connected to the divine source. And then reach up into the cosmos in your mind and pull that color down and radiate it out. When you practice that exercise in consciousness, you will find that you feel peaceful, you feel happy. Uh, people begin to mm, look at you or come close to you. It shifts everyone around you because you're extending out a frequency that allows them to connect to their divine source. And so that's what I would say. It's simply you carry that energy and extend it out. And by taking it in from the cosmos, passing through you, you become the vehicle of beautiful divinity of loving higher octaves of consciousness. You can do it. Great love. Allison? The second question is from Kailua, 
Hawaii, in the Kailua. USA. Of, I've been there. On the island of Oahu. I loved that you said what you said about how the very young wield their connection to source energy so easily and playfully. Hmm. And I am asking where becoming more serious as we grow older comes from. Could it be from an inherited residue of some ancient Puritan age? And how can we circumvent this twist towards seriousness? Hmm. Oh, that's a great one. Absolutely. Uh, we do, it doesn't matter what culture we're in, we do tend to lose that carefree connection. And the reason for that is that children move in and out of their bodies. They are, they are connected to their source. And so they can whisper to the rocks or uh, be in nature and that lets them be free. And the reason as we get older we become serious is because we, for, we begin to build uh, an interpretation as to who we are and what's expected of us. And so that seems like it's a very serious thing. And whether it's a Puritan uh, psychogenetics or not, it's a way of, of losing the self. And so what I would suggest is that at the Light Institute we work a lot with what we call the inner child. That's the one who was playing and was not serious and was dancing and happy and this is what this world needs. And so I would recommend that you work with your inner child and we'll do it right now. I'm not talking about the emotional child that may have felt sad or any of that. I'm talking about the inner child as a being, a fully developed soul in a child's body that's still connected. It can hear the sounds and the messages of the wind. It, it sees life and connection all around. That's your inner child, the wisest person you'll ever know. So let's just connect quickly with our inner child and ask her to give or him, he or she, to give you a tool to keep you in that that happy, uh, carefree, and powerful, pure state of childhood. Close your eyes, breathe deeply, and ask your inner child the wisest person you'll ever know, to take form for you. And just see how old your inner child appears at this moment. Is your inner child two, four, five, seven? And when you get an image of your inner child at one of those uh, ages or any age, then just extend your consciousness to your inner child and allow yourself to lock into that wonderful freedom of expression where the self is connected to everything and everyone without judgment. So feel that. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. And now ask your inner child to touch your body where you still hold that carefree, happy energy that is not squeezed in by seriousness, by expectations, but that free one, that joyous one. And imagine that your child is touching your body, anywhere on your body. Do it now. And then just 
Breathe into the touch of your inner child in that place and feel that as your inner child is touching you in that place, that it's opening you to that wonderful, a happy, carefree, and loving energy. You have it within you. It belongs to you. And you can give that as a great gift to all of humanity. Open your eyes. I suggest working with your inner child when you go to bed at night, and that'll give you a good sleep. And when you wake up in the morning so that you don't start by squeezing in and saying, oh, this has to happen, this has to happen, and I better be serious. Rather, the truth is that the happier you are, the more relaxed you are, the more synergistic you can magnetize to you, the best. That's how it is. Allison? The last question, uh uh-huh, the last question is from Santa Tecla, El Salvador. El Salvador, I lived in El Salvador. Hello, Santa Tecla. Dear Chris Griscom, I am from a very violent part of the world, Mm -hmm. and I watch your knowings because you seem so happy. Will you make an exercise to help people like me who live in unhappy places to be happy too? Do you know, I would answer that so there's a combination of the two uh, conversations we just had, and that is know that even if it's a violent place, if you will allow yourself to find your happiness and to be childlike about that, does, can a flower make you happy? Does a song make you happy? Does nature make you happy? Uh, uh, seek to draw to you energies that bring happiness into you and then extend that out into the world. Because people, especially in violent places and dangerous places, they forget to be happy. And you know, uh, I, I learned this when I worked with street children in, in Brazil, many of whom have experienced all nature of terrible things. Um, and one of the things that they taught me is that when I asked them to describe to me how they would choose a victim, and they always said somebody who was sad, somebody who was not in their body, someone who was worried. So they never bothered with happy people. So I'm saying to you that not only if you allow yourself to be happy, then you are giving a gift that reminds people to be themselves, to go beyond the violence. And you're also helping them actually to protect themselves. And so thank you so much for that. Because yes, and believe me, there's violence, I remember, in El Salvador. But there's violence everywhere. And it doesn't have to touch us. There's two aspects of that. One is really finding the happiness, as we were doing in the last one, inside you and extending it out into the world. And the second part is uh, to imagine, this is what we're going to do now in an exercise in consciousness, imagine all the people who are violent. Why are they violent? They are violent because they don't have a connection to their own inner source. They don't know who they are. And they are focused on survival. And they are full of fear and anger. And so the best thing, and something that I work on a lot, is to extend to all the people who are violent, 
uh, an energy that could help them to feel safe, to help them to feel peaceful. And as they do, then they will move away from the violence because the violence is only a way of surviving. I have to get mine. But if they find a sense of relaxation and safety, they won't have to perpetrate uh, their patternings of getting what they need uh, from others. Shall we do that? This, this applies everywhere in the world at every time. So close your eyes and we'll just work on this. Imagine in your mind's eye that you are seeing or feeling all of the violence and all of the groups who are violent in El Salvador, in your neighborhood, in your, in your town, your city, in your state, and in your country. And all the rest of us will just mm, focus on... It would be wonderful if the rest of us could focus in Salvador, El Salvador as well, but we could also focus anywhere that any of you feel that fear of the violence around you. So focus your consciousness at this moment. And now ask all these violent beings, these groups or individuals, what frequency of light they need from you to begin to feel safe, to begin to feel that they can get what they need, that they are heard, that they belong. And just look for the color. What is the color that they show you? They have to choose it. And whatever color comes into your consciousness, reach up into the cosmos and pull exactly that color down through the top of your head and extend it down into your solar plexus, your stomach. And when you have that color in there, your own fear of violence will dissolve. And laser that color out to all of the violence around you. The giver has the power. When you are drawing from the cosmos these kinds of powerful frequencies and extending them out, it actually protects you. So extend that color out into the violence and just feel as if it's continually flowing down from the cosmic through you and into the violence. And imagine that the violence is dissolving away. You might see people turn and smile. Might see people dissolve. But just keep sending the light until you feel a shift. Mm-hmm. Great. And open your eyes. Do this as many times as you possibly can. If you're going to go out in the public or go into public transportation or, or walk in the park, this is a great exercise to do before and even during so that you are extending from you an energy that calms everyone else. It really does because we are all connected to each other. And that's why uh, these street children taught me that they look for people who are afraid. They look for people that are confused, not happy people. 
And so we can actually use our consciousness to begin to feel, this is part of our purpose, to bring an energy that's calming, that gives, gives a whisper of safety, a moment of peace to others. I hope that you will do this. I hope that you will share this with all your friends and you will all do it and you will have stories to tell. I send you my support and my very great love.